Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are your humble, happy hosts, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. You know, guys, I have a confession. We've actually been telling you a slight lie. We don't live in Austin, Texas. We live slightly north of Austin, Texas, in Williamson County. Uh, So we're just slightly north of Austin, Texas, right on the border. So there you go. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. Looking forward to it, as always. It's going to be a very interesting, probably multi-part series, so that's everybody's heads up to be ready to take some notes, ask questions by emailing us if you need to. We're always here for you, so looking forward to it, Tim. So you mentioned email, and we have been getting so many great emails from you guys, and, you know, honestly, we love them. (laughs) Uh, And many times we will ask you if we can read them on the radio, or in some cases I know we've read them on the radio without uh, actually – um, you know, asking, and I apologize if any of you have been offended. I haven't had anyone let us, uh, you know, telling us not to read it so far. But in any event, if you guys have anything you want to pass along to us, uh, we really honestly love to hear your success stories. A lot of you, many of you, are coming from like you're kind of climbing up the mountain, and our podcast has become something that's aided you in your in your climb. You know, we've become your Sherpas maybe as you climb Everest, and I really appreciate that. I love to hear how you guys are, some of you guys are transitioning into real estate, wanting to be full-time in real estate. A lot of you, most of you, are essentially at a point where you've been making fairly consistent money in real estate, and you're wanting to go to the next level, and you're using the ideas from the podcast to motivate you. That's really cool. Um, so thank you for um, having us as part of your lives. We really sincerely appreciate that, more than probably we can rightfully express. So we're going to keep the radio show incredibly practical this week because based on all the emails we've been getting from you guys, a lot of you are saying, hey, guess what, Tim and Julie? <laughs> I, I get it. It's about doing what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it at the highest level. I get it. I know I have to learn to be a listing agent. And so what we're going to do for the next probably three weeks is we're going to really drill down, keep things real practical. And, and I'll warn you, those of you who already are very successful in real estate, you're the ones that are actually the most vulnerable to failure, and I'll tell you why. Because you, you get complacent. You get complacent in what you say. You get complacent in your objection handlers, your presentation style. You get complacent in how you look. You get complacent. You take your success for granted. You stop improving. You're not like you were when you first got into real estate where you were basically you know, doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it. Now you've gotten kind of – complacent is a nice way of saying lazy. So I strongly right. suggest – those of you who are already maybe halfway up the mountain, maybe you've even seen the summit when the clouds clear, and, and you're more successful than most everyone you know, which, again, I know is most of our coaching students, I challenge you to open your mind and don't allow anything to allow, uh, for example, you to feel skeptical or don't think you're more advanced than something or don't say, I already know that. Whenever you hear those types of thoughts come into your head, you've got to sort of give yourself a mental slap because that's going to keep you from learning. Oftentimes, you know, this would be a good place for Julie to drop in a music story about Mm -hmm. when she started taking piano lessons. So, Julie, I'm going to ask you to pull that one in a second. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, just go ahead and tell that story now and kind of ramp it up and make it so it ties in with what we were just talking about so they can understand. Do you mean uh, my lessons with Raja and that kind of 
prize yes. education. And all your workarounds <laughs> and your piano and how you thought you were really yeah. good and when you started, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I, I've talked to this about this from time to time on the radio because I think it, it speaks to the process of becoming good at something, okay? Now, fortunately, in real estate, when you're really good at it, you also make a lot of money, not so always in music. So, you know, I always took piano from my flute teachers who also happened to teach piano, right? So I, and I never actually thought that through or appreciated the fact that there's a difference between learning from somebody who's kind of good at it versus somebody who is an absolute all-out professional until I started taking lessons with uh, someone who went to Juilliard for piano, for real, <laughs> okay, and graduated from Juilliard and, and now has uh, various different really amazing shows. I mean, yes, he's a classical pianist, but kind of in a more modern sense, he's been in um, lots of different shows and is just incredible. Well, here's the thing. He, within milliseconds, it seems, he zeroed in on all of these crazy workarounds I had come up with through the years out of not being taught by somebody who was trained at his level, out of which I never even knew. Ignorance was bliss, I guess, for a while. And really drilled down on the detail of all of these, like, aha moments. Well, if you just play it this way, it's so much easier. It was like, time after time, it was like, are you kidding me? Aha moment. How could I have gone this long not knowing that? And I think that a lot of our grizzled veterans in real estate have those experiences when they're in coaching. Hopefully, we're creating some of that on our podcasts for you, where you go, huh, I never really thought about it that way. Well, what if I just did this little thing? It could make all of the difference. So why do I bring it? You know, the, the point is there's a difference between learning from people who have done it at a high level, who have that education and have climbed that mountain and burned through all those learning curves, versus someone who's maybe read a couple of good books on real estate or had an okay career but became an office manager or what have you. So my beginning piano is kind of like learning real estate from the guy that sits next to you that's done okay or an office manager or something like that or a couple of free seminars you've gone to versus the real deal, which can make all the difference. I think that's what you were going for, Tim, from my yeah. shocking well, experience. I, you have, <laughs> all you have stuff a great, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You have a great email to read, okay? And, mm -hmm. and well, But the, the bottom line was Julie's an accomplished musician. Long-time listeners, coaching clients, you guys know, Julie's played I in professional orchestras anyway. before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she she allowed herself, you know, she has a music ego for sure. She's played in some big mm -hmm. concerts before. She's played with some big uh, directors. And so, you know, when she was, she allowed herself to be put in a position where basically it would show her ignorance. It would show where she'd been, you know, she'd hacked it, basically. Well, and it's she true. And I, I'll be honest, too. I was very uncomfortable. I was embarrassed. I, I didn't like that feeling. But I, on the flip side to it, I'm sure glad that I know now because now I know what I have to work on, and I didn't before. That's right. Well, and so that's what we challenge. That's the problem when you become good at something, or at least you think you're good at something. You think there's no way to get better, and then what happens is when you get that thought process in your head, you become complacent, and then you lose what you have. So. The bottom line, again, guys, and that's one of my favorite things to say, as all of you know, is that you have to always be learning. Never stop learning, because once you stop learning, basically, you're going to get passed by. So we always love your emails, as we said. Send us an email directly uh, anytime at tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. And, um, again, we love the feedback from all of you. So, Julie, you've got some emails that you'd like to share with our listeners. And then, all, then we're going to jump to the uh, presentation for today. By the way, guys, we yes. do have some interviews coming up. Some of you have suggested to us that we interview this person and that person. We do have a lot of interviews scheduled, a lot of 
folks scheduled uh, for the next three weeks. Almost, hopefully, not too many of you guys get bored, but, you know, interviews are usually fun. So the topic of today's call is going to be how to be a confident listing agent. Sounds like kind of a boring topic, but when we get into the points, you guys are really going to love it. Before we do, Julie, I think you have at least one email that you want to share with our yes. listeners, right? I do, and this won't take very long, but I think it's important because we've been talking about some of our new coaching programs, and we really appreciate the response you guys have given us to that. It tells us that we're on the right path with all of you. So this is an email from an agent named John Smith, easy enough to remember, in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. So he says, hi, Tim, I'd like to get in on the, one on, on the coaching program you're starting. I found your podcast as I was searching for something to get my business on track. I've been in real estate for just over three years with a lot of ups and downs. The last six months has basically drained everything I earned last spring and summer. Our market here at Camp Lejeune Marine Corps Base is going through what a lot of the country went through already. Most of the listings will be upside down. I'm good at handling short sales, but in our market, the buyer's agent will talk buyers into new construction instead of dealing with a short sale. I really love the nuggets I'm getting from the podcast, and I believe it's time to get some coaching to get in, into some specific direction. The price of coaching that I've researched in the past has been out of my financial reach. I know I can get $99 a month and then move up to the coaching levels as my business grows. Thank you from John Smith. Again, John is at Camp Lejeune Marine Corps Base in North Carolina. If you guys have any relocating Marines or you have anybody just moving to the Camp Lejeune area, John Smith is your guy. So just a little quick shout-out and promotion of him. John, we're going to take really good care of you, and I'm going to make absolutely certain that if you're not already enrolled, because this email is about a day old now, that we will take good care of you and get you going just as quickly as humanly possible. So thanks for your email. And, in fact, one of Julie, our coaches me, also specializes in military. So you've come to the right people. Go ahead. Julie, let me interject something there. Um, sure. John and everyone else is basically selling in a market like that. Uh, it would be a good idea that if it's viable, that when you have these, uh, a lot of these um, military folks, depending on their security clearance level, if they have a short sale or certainly anything worse on their credit, they could lose their security clearance. So it's a very good idea that before you do any distressed property stuff, for anybody that has a security clearance, which is pretty much anybody, um, and you know usually an officer level and higher, that you ask them to make sure they ask their, uh, you know, their essential bosses what's the ramifications of the short sale. And then I'll also suggest that one of the greatest ways for these guys, especially those who are in, in different bases around the country, is that opposed to selling the house when they move, they keep the house and they make it into a rental. Julie and I know uh, many retired uh, veterans uh, who are our age and older who did just that. They lived in different bases all over the world, and they bought properties, and then they kept them, and they leased them, and now they're living off the cash flow in addition to their military pension. And we know a lot of these guys because they also got into real estate. So just for what it's worth, opposed to just jumping right to the distressed sale, you might want to actually explore the idea of them becoming landlords and that becoming a long-term asset opposed to a short-term liability, thus preventing them from having uh, harmed credit and obviously hurting their uh, credit rating and their um, uh, their security clearance. Julie, do you have any other emails or do you want to jump to it? Well, I just wanted to also add that in the Coaching Essentials program, which is what he was talking about, we also have just as of today, I haven't even told you this yet, uh, added probably the number one short sale agent in the country and one of our best coaches, Michelle McClintock, will be part of that RACE uh, coaching staff, so she'll be able to help you with any of those short sale woes. We are seeing a strange bubbling up 
and ho we don't know, you know, depending on where you are and what your situation is, you guys are coming to us with more short sale questions, so we're here for you on that as well. So I just had to point out that Michelle is part of that essential staff now. Right, and by the way, right. guys, a lot of you are going. A lot of you guys are wondering about the uh, coaching program Julie, Julie is referring to. We talked to it on the radio, about it on the radio last week. I'm not going to talk about it a lot this week, but we are doing a webinar about it uh, actually in about an hour, and then we're doing two other webinars this week. If you want to learn more about it, go to agentmillions.com. Agentmillions.com. It literally is a coaching program where you're going to have uh, four semi-private calls per month. You're going to have all the stuff that's in Real Estate Coaching Essentials. And you're also, in addition to all that, you're also going to have a real-life coach. So definitely, absolutely, when I look into that program, it's the coaching program that a lot of you have been searching for. Um, and, you know, it's very affordable, like Julie's been saying. So, Julie, let's jump right to it. And the, the topic is yes. how to be a confident listing agent. Julie, why did you choose this topic to present this week? <laughs> Well, because I think there's a huge difference between just being an agent that handles listings as they come to you and maybe being a little bit of a prospecting or marketing dabbler versus being a real, actual, confident listing agent who knows that you can list anything, anywhere, anytime, any neighborhood, any price range with confidence. And this is one of the most requested things from our incoming coaching clients is to not just turn me into a listing agent, but turn me into a listing agent with confidence. Um, I had a coaching call myself with one of my great uh, private clients this week. She's a very competent listing agent. This is not her first rodeo, but she was sweating bullets when she was over a million dollars. Okay, and, and so that speaks to confidence um, strategy, really. So that's what most of this is going to be about. We're going to get right down to the nitty-gritty, Tim, right even down to how to have a strong handshake. I mean, this is like super detailed, confident stuff is the theme. So let's start out with the first point, which is always, in our case on podcasts, a mindset check so that you'll be more receptive to the following point. So point number one, and you've heard us talk about this, accept the following. It is a fact. You have to list to last in this business. Listings are mental labor. Working with buyers is physical labor. Freedom comes with listings. And I want you guys to under, underline the word freedom because at the end of the day, that's why most of you got into real estate. Freedom comes with listings. You can simply handle more listing business than buyer business once you understand the process. So think about that. I, I always put you guys in the position, think about if you had 10 active ready-to-rumble buyers or 10 highly motivated sellers which one are you going to actually have more time to yourself to spend with your family? And, you know, just from a time management issue, if nothing else, of course, the answer is listings. Ten really active buyers, you're, you're not even going to have gas in your car most of the time driving them all around. Okay, so being a listing agent requires more education. It requires more skill, polish, motivation, and perseverance than being a buyer's agent. That's a fact, so you've got to accept that and embrace it, yes, it takes more education, skill, polish, motivation, and perseverance than being a buyer's agent. That's what a lot of our following podcasts, including this one, will be about. Now, as the reward for that, listing agents make a lot more money. They make it more consistently, and yes, they have less stress than agents who are not confident listing agents. Would you agree with that, Tim? I mean, I'm being pretty direct with them so we can get them into the right mindset for the rest of the points. Well, I had a coaching call this morning with one of my great long-term private clients as well. 
Mr. Ben Salem in L.A., yes, I'm going to tell 100,000 people about the sin you're committing. Okay, so Ben. It's always um, fun to I would on say, Ben anyway. Absolutely. I would say uh, Ben probably follows the system, our system, maybe if I'm lucky 50% of the time. Maybe if I'm lucky 50% of the time he pre-qualifies. Maybe if I'm lucky 50% of the time he follows the listing presentation. And when he doesn't, guess what happens? He usually goes on unqualified listing appointments, or even worse, he doesn't get them. Um, because why? He doesn't follow the process. And one of the things that Ben is guilty of when he's not following the process is he goes into blathermouth mode where he stops mm. asking questions and starts just talking. And so I'll do a debrief with him. You know, he had a listing appointment for like $3 million, another one for $6 million, another one for, I forget the price. It was over, you know, like maybe a million and a half, something like that. And I asked him how those appointments went. And only on one did he follow the process, and guess what? He took the listing. On the other oh, two, he was in blathermouth mode, and he knew it. Mm-hmm. He knew that because he went and followed the process. Oh, Tim, I knew these people. Oh, these were referrals from my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, these people I was comfortable with. You know, whatever, whatever. You have to follow the process every single time. If you want consistent results, you have to follow the process because the fact is is that the process has been proven to work in every market and every price range and get you very consistent results. And by the way, you don't need to be a super fantastic, experienced, top-producing agent like Ben Salem. You could be a brand-new agent, follow the process, and get almost virtually the exact same level of results that someone who's been in the business as long as, say, for example, Julie and I have would. That's the critical mm-hmm. point. Yes, thank you for sharing that, because that, you know, confidence gets back to that system, you know, do it the same way every time. And it's funny, you guys always cut corners on people you know, those referrals like you are talking about with Ben. That's when you want to be even more on the top of your game out of respect for your relationship, but I could go on. Anyway, okay, so point number two, develop the mindset of a listing agent. Develop the mindset of a listing agent. Listing agents know how to consistently generate listing leads, follow up, pre-qualify them, present in such a way that they take the listing, of course, that's the point, negotiate in such a way that the listing sells and close the deal. They're able to do all of that and still have the seller send them lots of referrals and trust that, trust that agent with their future business. So in other words, not only are they following the system, but they're doing each step at the highest level possible because they're going to retain that relationship, get lots of repeat and referral from that person. That's the mindset of the listing agent. And Tim, I modified the listing agent's seven Ps. You know, we always talk about proper previous planning prevents pitifully poor performance, which I still believe in. That's a military saying. But I modified it a little bit for a listing agent. Listing agents know that profit comes from previewing, pre-qualifying, preparing, comes from the PLP and a polished professional presentation. And then I added, prayer doesn't hurt either if we want to have an eight Hold on. You you have to say it. You have to – that is very good, my dear, and you have to say that again. That is very good. Say the whole I thing appreciate again. That. Okay, I got a little uh, P, happy. It actually was nine, and I, I modified it back so it was digestible. So profit, remember what's your product? Profit comes from previewing, pre-qualifying, preparing, using the PLP, and profit comes from a polished professional presentation. And again, prayer doesn't hurt either. So let's let's break this down for a second previewing. This goes right back to that confidence issue, right? So some of you guys freak out in your listing when you have to talk about price because the seller almost always wants more out of their house than you know it's worth. That's just a fact. And sometimes they prevail, then you end up with an overpriced listing or you don't get the listing at all. 
So previewing is your friend, particularly if you are in a market that you're not that familiar with, which for most of you means you're not in your neighborhood or in the neighborhoods that you're most familiar with with previous listings. So previewing, very important because at the listing table you can say, by the way, when I was preparing uh, to talk to you about the value of your home, I went ahead and previewed all of your competition, including all of the homes that are pending that you normally would be competing with. I'm curious, have any of the other agents that you've spoken with talked about previewing your competition? Because the answer will always be no. So that's a confidence issue just with that one word and that one task, preview before your appointments, even if that's just five of the closest competing homes. That gives you power. Okay, pre-qualifying. Well, guess what? It's easier to take a listing with somebody who actually has to sell and has high level of motivation in a real time frame. Preparing, that we'll talk more about specific preparation. Of course, the pre-listing package and having a professional presentation. So I have a great quote from Norman Vincent Peale about this. He said, believe in yourself, have faith in your abilities. Without a humble but a reasonable confidence in your own powers, you cannot be successful or happy. So that's why we're spending so much time on these podcasts uh, today and the following days about building your listing confidence. So there's a lot to this, Tim. I mean, this isn't something that we can just talk about for three minutes and say, all right, we've done our job making them listing agents. And that's why I'm spending a lot of detail here. Okay, so point number three, feel free to jump in and interrupt me if I'm going into too much ranting mode, but uh, this is something that we're both passionate about, so I get excited. So point number three, polish your moments of truth. I think we originally heard that phrase from Howard Britton, your moments of truth. What are those things? Those are the snapshots where people judge you by. There's a lot of moments of truth in real estate. Keep in mind that 55% of communication is nonverbal. According to your body language, I'm sorry, according to body language expert Jan Hargrave, she's written some things on that, but I pulled out the best of that as well as, of course, all of our great experience. So polish your moments of truth, and we've got actually subpoints A through D here. We talked about this a second ago. Always pre-qualify. That's a moment of truth. Never go to an appointment where you don't know the price the seller has in mind, what their motivation is the motivation for their move, and their ideal time frame. You shouldn't go to an appointment where you don't know those things. Those are moments of truth, and there are also places where that seller can get you off your game if you find out something you didn't know. Maybe you're at an appointment where they don't really care if they sell or they don't. They're just going to see if they can get their crazy price out of you. So always pre-qualify. B, always send your pre-listing package, no exceptions. Always send your pre-listing package, no exceptions. And for our coaching clients, you guys know how absolutely serious we are about the pre-listing package. Um, coaching Essentials students, ask for help if you need it. We even have it uh, whittled down to someone who knows how to put the project together and will essentially do everything for you. So can't really make it much easier than that. Uh, point number C, moments of truth. This is so easy, and yet so many agents screw this up. Show up on time. Well, what does on time mean? Memorize this phrase. On time is late, early is on time, and late means you lose. On time, is, on time, what you think, the appointment was at 5 and you're there at 5.01, you're actually late. Early is on time, and late means you lose. Now, maybe not everybody is quite that hardcore, but err on the side of being 5 to 10 minutes early. That's just smart. And Tim, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I once went to a listing appointment together where the, uh, the seller said when we walked in the door, he goes, all right, you got five minutes. 
and we looked at his legal pad, and he had written down what time the other agents had shown up. He had, like, Bob Smith, 5.05, Tim and Julie, 5.01, whatever it was. And he goes, all right, you got five minutes. So some people are really sensitive to that, and I think at the end of the day, it just shows respect for their time, even if they're not quite that wound up about it. Just consider being a few minutes early is on time. Does that make sense, Tim? Seems like a minor point. It's kind of a big deal. A lot of the reasons that agents are slow to become listing agents is because they think they have to earn their way up or there has to be some sort of like, Mm -hmm. you know, they have to meet with a queen and the queen has to say, okay, now you're officially a knight so you can start going. You know, a lot of you guys Mm -hmm. basically think it's something that will eventually happen one day, someday in my career. You don't realize that you can be listing agents from the second you get your real estate license. You don't have to follow some path. You don't have to, you know, sweat through showing properties of the wrong side, wrong part of town that don't pay you any commission. Why not just go right to the top of the mountain and become a listing agent? So here's the thing. Also, when the seller is trying to make a decision as to who to hire, do you guys realize that for the most part they're making their decisions based on the things, the very things Julie's talking about? She's going to get into even more detail over the next couple of days whether you show up on time, with what your pre-listing pack looks like, what your listing presentation actually feels like. You know, it's not that difficult to become a really kick-butt listing agent if you follow a process. Those of you who think, well, I can show up and wing it and win it on my personality, that will only get you so far. If you really want to go to the next level, you really do have to seriously consider getting your game on, amping up your sales skills, and impressing the seller. If you're a seller, think about this. You're a seller. You don't know jack about real estate, right? You just decide to put your house for sale. You don't know anything about real estate. You don't know any realtors. Just imagine that. Ask yourself, how are you going to go about deciding who the agent is that you're going to list with? Aren't you just going to base it on how they look and you know whether they show up on time and what their pre-listing pack is, what their listing presentation is, whether or not they were a professional when they're at your house? For the most part, aren't they? Aren't you just going to be making your decision of who you're going to hire based purely on those sort of you know, surface level, uh, you know, impressions, of course you are. That's how most sellers make decisions. They right. don't go and find out how many houses you sold and do all this homework. They just base it on the, what you give them. So give them the very best, and you will be the very best. That's right. I mean, that's why you've got to be sensitive to these little moments of truth and snapshots where those sellers, and buyers for that matter, but especially sellers, are, they're just, you know, they would say, I have to feel like it's the right person. Well, how do they do that? They put all of these little snapshots, all these moments of truth in a bucket and make a decision. So showing up on time, you show up late to count against you. That's just how life works. So point number D, to your point, Tim, have the best pre-listing package and the best listing presentation of anyone in your market, period. Here's a secret. Get help with this if you're struggling. Our coaches specialize in helping you be the best in any market in any price range. Why would you do any less, right? Think about your confidence. We're talking about being a confident listing agent. Think about how your confidence will be when you know without a shadow of a doubt that you've got the best pre-listing package, you've got the best presentation, you've got the best scripts, you know how to close. Bring it on. Think about how many more appointments you would want to go on when you had that level of confidence. So point number D, and then we need to wrap up and we'll do more uh, on tomorrow's podcast. So point number D, another thing that's like seems so minor, but it's so big, have a firm, confident handshake. The handshake at the door is expected. It is the universal business greeting. This is a moment of truth. Now ask yourself this. Are you a bone crusher or are you a wet fish handshaker? Both are wrong. So I looked this up. 
in Etiquette International. A good handshake goes like this, and I'm going to get into some detail here. Keep your fingers together with your thumb up and open. Slide your hand into the other person so that the web of skin touches and squeeze firmly. Your handshake should be firm but not bone crushing. Last about three seconds. It includes good eye contact with the other person and should be released after the shake, even if the introduction conversation continues. You guys have all had an awkward situation where like, somebody won't let go of you, especially the bone crusher types, and you're like trying to struggle to get out of there. It should feel close and assertive, but not take more than about three seconds. Here's a secret. This is big. I remember when I learned this. When somebody shakes with their hand, their hand facing down, it means they want to control you. If they shake with their hand facing up, it means they're more submissive. If you want to go the extra mile to convey confidence, try what they call anchoring the handshake. That's when you use the other hand to touch the person softly on their forearm between their wrist and their elbow. When you do this right, it gives the impression that you are fully committed to speaking with them. Just don't go any higher than the elbow because that will creep them out. <laughs> okay? So when you shake hands, I'm going to wrap this up, Tim. This is just some little details here. Some of you guys are weird about this, right? When do you shake hands? When you meet somebody, when you're at the door, when you're seeing somebody you haven't seen for a while, when you're greeting your host or hostess, greeting guests, saying goodbye at a gathering, and when somebody else extends their hand. So this is critical because this is another moment of truth. You show up on time and you have a decent handshake. Pretty basic, but guess what? Think about if you screw those things up, right, Tim? So I started out basic. We'll get more advanced on future calls. Back to you. Yeah, and tomorrow we're going to get really into the weeds with you guys, and we're going to walk you through the tiny, tiny little details that a lot of you guys probably hadn't thought of. I'll give you a little foreshadowing. Um, when Julie and I were listing houses, and you guys know we sold between 100 and 200 houses per year for almost 10 years in a row, blah, 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 blah. But one of the things we did is we went from an average sale price that was relatively modest to an average sale price that was for our market in Columbus, Ohio, which was fantastic, which was close to a million dollars. So we did that. We transitioned markets. We literally you know, physically moved from this particular market where we started across town. But here's what we had to do. We had to upgrade everything that we were doing in that original market to satisfy the folks in the more higher-end markets. People in like, for example, we had to, when we walk into houses, you know, going on a listing presentation, uh, we would always take our shoes off. And Julie and I would always go on presentations together if the listing was over a million dollars, right? Sometimes if it was less than a million, we'd go as well. But we'd take our shoes off. Now, why would we do that? Why would we do that every single time? Because it shows respect. Well, Tim, they're, you know, what if they're wearing their shoes? Well, if they're wearing their shoes, you ask them first. But the worst thing in the world to do is walk into any listing, um, you know, and they're not wearing shoes, and you're wearing your shoes. So you're going to be walking around on their marble and their hardwood floors, clapping around your heels. You are going to literally make their skin crawl because you weren't sensitive enough to notice that you need to take your shoes off. I'm really drilling down on this point. Well, I'm going to even drill down more. When you're going after specific higher-end listings, ladies and men, and you take your shoes off, obviously wear nice socks. These seem like silly points, but they're true. And you're the brand of the shoes that you have on matters. When Julie and I started breaking into that New Albany Country Club area, and we did, we mentally walked, you know, we knew that we had to play the game, so we did the shoe thing like we're describing to you guys, right? Julie didn't mind at all going to, uh, you know, Saks and Neiman's to buy some expensive shoes back in the day. So when we took, you know, we'd walk in, take our shoes off, we would literally watch the owners kind of glance down to see what kind of shoes they were. They would just do that it, it just instinctually. They didn't even think what they were doing. 
did it matter? Did it get us the listing? Certainly not. Did the accumulation of all the little tiny things that we did while we were at the seller's house to show them that we were like them, to make them comfortable with us, did all those accumulate to something that mattered that ended up getting us the listing? Yes, it did. And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next couple of days. Now, coaching clients, it's really important to understand that real estate coaching essentials, all of you guys have to be going there and watching the videos, have to be going through the training. Julie and I, obviously, in Real Estate Coaching Essentials, take the training and break it down to the minutia so that you don't miss any details. Do absolutely positively. Do what your coach asks you to do. Go there and consume that information. Please, I beg you, do not take too long. Get into it right away. Start using what we ask you to do right away so you start getting, start getting results right away. If you guys do not use the information as prescribed, if you change it a little bit, that's fine. I want you to – we're not big advocates of memorizing. We're – advocates of internalizing and then personalizing. So if you're in, say, for example, Austin, Texas, the way you're going to go on a listing presentation is different than if you were, say, for example, in Beverly Hills. But the overall process, the architecture of the process is identical. There is no difference. Just your own, you know, your personal style, that's what makes you special. That has to be part of the presentation. So, yes, we want you to know and follow the process, but we want you to personalize it so that it's something that you look forward to doing. Bottom line is coaching clients, make sure you're using the content. Don't do hybrid versions. I got an email, um, you know, of a, a, a guy who seems like he's, uh, you know, forging his own path. He told me he's starting to, you know, pick up the phone. He's a guy in his 20s, and he's starting to really, you know, see some success from doing that. I asked him what script he was using, and he said what a lot of you do is using a hybrid script, a little this, a little that. How can you actually, why would you bother using a hybrid script if you know you can follow a script that's going to get you a fairly consistent result once you, uh, once you essentially master it or once you even get good at it? You don't even have to master it. So there's another thing. If you guys are struggling, and, and here's the information, right? Here's what you're looking for. It's right in front of you. You know, go to agentmillions.com. So here's the information right in front of you. Why do you need to struggle? Stop looking. Stop searching. Stop wondering. Stop thinking that there's something else that you don't know. Stop thinking that you know top producers have secret handshake Mickey Mouse, you know, a book of secrets that you don't have access to. You do have access to it. It's right here. Please take the book. Read the book. That's what this is. So if you guys continue to struggle, at some point you have to say that it is your fault. You are you are doing that to yourself because we're giving you a path to follow. So maybe that's a little controversial. Maybe that makes some of your guys' skin itch a little bit. I get it. But just conceptually understand that what we're asking you to do, what we're sharing with you on this podcast, what we're sharing with you is certainly as part of the coaching program, it works. In every price range, in every market, every one of you can have success following this process. Please, assuming you want success, follow the process. Make sense? In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Remember, if you ever need us for anything, we do adore your emails. It's Tim at Tim and Julie, <coughs> sorry, Tim at Tim and Julie Harris.com or Julie at Tim and Julie Harris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at Tim and Julie Harris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.